What does it really mean to belong and how can leaders cultivate environments and spaces where team members feel like they have a place? I'm Dr. Tiffany Powell and welcome to The Wild Conversation, where we make the best thinking in psychology, leadership and organizational science accessible to leaders who are willing to learn and edit for their sake and for the sake of others. Today, we are continuing with our series on building whole leader continuity and specifically increasing belonging in your team. Let's just dive in with this. Let's assume that most of the team members that are part of your organization feel like they have a place and that their contribution, contribution is valued to some extent. So let's consider what would be some ways that you as a leader might increase that and even dive in deeper to find out, do they really feel like they belong? Do they feel like they have a place? And what does that mean? I wanna start with a little bit about my personal experience with belonging. I can recall several situations in a workplace where I questioned if I really belonged there and if the organization truly valued my contribution. One of which um, was a seemingly apathetic response to my real life, because there is life outside of your workplace. And that impacts you and it impacts how you show up. So once I expressed things like I went through a death, I went through a divorce, I went through some workplace challenges, and I sent this information to those that were leading, and I wondered how they would respond, how they would show up, how they would even be responsive to me. And somehow this message that that didn't matter was what was communicated consistently. So, but despite the challenges I pushed through because I knew that not working was not an option. In some cases, people, they find that option and when they don't feel appreciated or feel valued, they leave. Well, I didn't have that option. Like many others don't have that. So I pressed through and I continued to do what was necessary as best as possible. But I considered what it would have mad, how it would have mattered to me and what it would have looked like if I felt like I belonged to that community. What would have let me know that I was more than just a body completing tasks? So here's a few thoughts. One is a genuine sense of concern for me as a person. Express value and appreciation for the work that I was doing beyond the annual evaluation. Let's just face it, a good job or thanks for all that you do, goes a long way. Interest in my professional growth and development, maybe a conference that I could attend that would help me to grow and to hone my skills better. Was there a new leadership opportunity that I could, where I could exercise my talents? That's just a little thought, just an intro. And while some may believe that the workplace does not owe anyone any of this, I propose a different perspective. We are people. And organizations are full of people. And people are the most powerful change agent in the workplace. So how are we investing in people, focusing on how they belong and letting them know that they're valued? That's what we're going to dive into a little bit. So as mentioned, I am an educator by trade. And so some of the research that I collected initially has to do with schools. We can all relate to being in school having some type of experience where maybe we felt belonged, that we belonged or maybe we felt that we didn't. But I was doing some research and as I began to consider this, I realized that workplace teams, much like schools, 
have similar outcomes. There are things that we produce, that the ways that we work together, ways in which we can really collectively complete tasks. So this particular article comes from the Frontier for Young Minds, and there was a section that talked about the importance of belonging. And here's one of the points. When students feel that they belong, they're more likely to get good grades and otherwise perform well in school. And this sense of belonging or this positivity around this has a lot to do with our psychosocial functioning. And it affects our ability to be able to perform daily tasks and interact with other people. Another point is that research has found that a sense of belonging is an important factor in students' motivation and how they cope and how they learn. Do you see connections right there? In workplaces where people feel like they belong, they're motivated. They're motivated to show up. They're motivated to show that they want to do better and to continue to grow. This is important. So here's some takeaways that I'd like to share with you. When team members feel like they belong, they're more likely to perform well with the assigned tasks. There's this psychological and psychosocial functioning associated with belonging. And the bottom line is team members interact better and well with others when they feel like there's a place for them. The sense of belonging improves confidence. You want people to feel confident about what they're doing and to feel like they have a space that allows them to be able to grow even through their challenges. People stay in organizations where they feel like they belong and their contributions matter. There's a lot of research that talks about what makes someone leave an organization and you would think that it would be pay, but it's not the top thing. People leave spaces where they don't feel like they matter. They leave spaces where they feel like their voice and their, the work that they are doing does not matter to the organization as a whole. If they don't feel that they themselves are an important part of the change that is happening in an organization. Consider that at the height of our pandemic in our current climate right now, the social and political landscape, the prominence of violence locally and abroad, there are many organizations that are moving to evaluate how they operate for effectiveness and the sensitivity to employees' experiences. I think this is a very powerful shift. There are so many now remote jobs more than ever before. People are thinking about how to um, interact with communities, their work communities through a, a computer. Rob even mentioned that the fact that we connected via the internet when we are intentional about how we are connecting, using those platforms, even remotely, people can feel like they're a part. So we don't have to let even what seems to be happening currently be a hindrance to us. It's just a thought to consider. Some additional research that I found came from the Harvard Business Review. And it highlights how belonging is essential to humans. The psychologists, psychologists actually rank our need to belong on par with our need for love. Let's pause there for a moment. Our need to belong on par with our need to feel, to feel loved and to love. Belonging is a fundamental human need and a psychologist Abraham Maslow recognized this as placing belonging in the hierarchy of human needs. So with all of this extensive research around belonging and the importance of it, why do we find it so difficult sometimes? What gets in the way from us being effective and creating spaces where people feel like they matter? Because the need to belong is universal and is fundamental, focusing on this and the power to draw, the, draw this power into our workplace 
It may even have caused people to feel like they needed to focus on a DEI agenda. There's many organizations that have said, I want my people to feel like they belong, not just limited to race and gender, but just understanding how inclusivity happens. What's happening in our spaces that make people feel like they want to stay? People are paying attention to areas of attrition, things that cause folks to leave, things that would want their people to stay on with their organizations. And they're looking very deeply at these things. I posit to you today, I submit to you today that this is something that's very important for all of us, not just for the workplace where we are right now, but thinking about how we as leaders are concentrated, are focused, are intentional about what it means to advance this notion of belonging for ourselves and for others. Some additional research in a document, I believe that Claire may have dropped that in the chat for us, is that to build, it says to build a culture of belonging and to reap the benefits for employers and employees, leaders must first require a clear understanding of what it means to belong at work. That's the first thing. Informed by existing measures and extensive research, this organization in particular developed a set of, uh, of, of criteria and a quantifiable definition that states these things. Here's the four things I wanna share. Number one, seen for our unique contributions. This is one way to help our employees and our team members to feel like they are a part. What do they bring to that space that's unique? As a matter of fact, it's one of the questions that's in our wild deck. What is one thing that you do well, very well? Does your organization recognize that? Do you as a leader have the ability and take the time to recognize the unique contribution of your team members? That can be a great place to start. Number two, connected to our coworkers. The research collected says that when people feel connected to one another, that they feel like they belong. The third is supported in our daily work and in our career development. The things that we do every day, the ways that we're encouraged to advance and to get better. And the fourth thing is proud of our organization's value and purpose. Many organizations have mission statements, vision statements that come up on their websites and maybe even show up in their, in their correspondence. But to what degree are we really transparent about those things and how are we aligning our practices, our policies and our, and our procedures to show that we are committed to that place of belonging for all of our employees? And when people feel that that is happening, they feel proud and people stay in places where they feel proud. Here are a few other ideas around belonging that I think is important. And these are sort of four ways to just build or increase belonging. The first thing is that the organization is responsible for setting the foundation. Leaders play a role in that. Senior leaders, they have those clear goals and they show the sense that they're even providing budgetary uh, allocations to celebrations. That's something that happens at the organizational level. The next thing is that senior leaders set the tone. They're modeling inclusive uh, leadership. They're being transparent about their values. They're embodying what the organization values. The next thing is that leaders or managers culture. The leaders or the managers of particular areas are being very concerned about how they praise the work of their people, how they provide regular and honest feedback, how they respond to concerns. When folks feel that they have a place where their managers are recognizing who they are and what they do in a way that's authentic, that's genuine, this matters. 
The last one, number four, is peers drive my belonging. I think about myself, and I'm sure that you can all identify something in your own experience where maybe if you had a rough moment, there was someone in your immediate sphere that maybe helped you to be feel better about what you were doing. Maybe there was someone who said, you know what, that was a great job. I really appreciated how you showed up in that situation. And that in and of itself can make you feel like you matter. Here at WILD, we have a tool that is designed to help leaders and assist leaders in evaluating how to increase their own sense of belonging and connectedness. And it's called the SNAG, the Strategic Network Audit Guide. This is probably one of my favorite, but also the most challenging for me. And I've often shared this with the team. And I said, I know that it's important for me to consider who I partner with, who is a part of my sphere of influence, who's helping me to be better. And I realized that I have a responsibility to identify those people. So in the snag, one of the things that it asks us to do is to identify your role models, your mentors, your job contacts, organizational contacts, things like that, your advocates. It even challenges us to create a dream team. If you had a team of the, the most influential people on your team, who would you choose? I will be very transparent and say that I had a hard time feeling like I knew who that was initially. <laughs> but after a little bit of diving, after a little bit of reflection and being intentional about connecting with those people, I was able to say, this is someone that I would want to be a part of my dream team. Even if I didn't even know them, I had to be willing to do the work myself. So this sense of belonging is not one-sided. Just like the organization has a responsibility to invite people into this space and thinking about how they can feel like they're important, the person themselves also has a responsibility. And I was willing to do that work and I'm still doing it. That's the wonderful thing about these, these tools that we use. They are not one-time use. They have so many multifaceted, deep opportunities for us to continue to do the diving that's necessary for us to grow. Here's something that I'd like to leave you with and I want you to be thinking about as you go into your breakout times. And this actually comes from some of the, some of the literature around the snag. Building a strong strategic network, you have the opportunity to provide yourself with influences and resources that aid your development. Not to mention people who simply support you in difficult times. This development can ultimately increase your ability to innovate, lead courageously, open new doors and opportunities, and simply help you learn and grow. Whatever your individual goals are, research has shown that a strong network and a support system are important on many levels. I appreciated the opportunity to be invited to look at the SNAG and all of the other tools in the toolkit. But this one in particular challenged me to dive deeper. As you consider What's happening in your organization with your team members? What are some ways that you can provide spaces to even ask some of these questions? How are you using this tool? If you haven't yet dived into the tools, there's a wonderful place for you to be able to jump in on that. You can get connected with Claire and Megan, and they can definitely show you how to get connected because it does have, a, it does have an opportunity to begin to invite us into what we can do better. So I started with this question. And I'd like to end with this. What does it really mean to create a sense of belonging among your team? And how can you do better at increasing that?
Belonging is multifaceted, it's dynamic. And just like so many other areas that we discuss here at WILD, it must be intentional. So I invite you, I challenge you to even think about and identify your own elements of belonging and make a concerted effort to embrace the values in others. Thank you for listening to this Wild Conversation. To join our live Wild Conversation on Fridays, visit our website at wildleaders.org backslash wild conversation and subscribe to this podcast for regular whole and intentional leader development conversations. Have a great day.